Hello, Pod Save the UK listeners. This is Nish Kumar, and I'm joined, as always, by the one and only Coco Khan. Hi, Coco. Hi. Did you, oh, my God, that's so weird you said that, because, you know, recently we've been talking about fake email addresses. My very first email address was the one and only UK155. <laughs> I'm just, I just, sorry, I was just really taken aback by that. I, I picked 155 just to be certain that there were not another 154, uh, the one and only's out there, you know. <laughs> the use of the number afterwards to slightly negate the claim is all I would say. <laughs> okay, I take that. I was 12, I am the 155th right? <laughs> one and only. They broke the mould and then quickly remade the mould and used it 150 <laughs> times. Yeah, exactly. I wish you wouldn't point things out like that. That's so annoying. You've ruined my childhood memory. <laughs> but today's a day of, of many ruins, isn't it? Yes. Oh, segue. That was a hell of a segue. That was a hell of a segue. It's the afternoon after the um, uh, the by-elections, uh, the three by-elections uh, that we mentioned on the most recent episode of the show. Um, they, uh, I guess, uh, do you think the Tory party will view this as a victory? Because we were talking about them possibly losing all three in the event they've lost two. Uh, so they lost uh, Summerton and Froome uh, to the Liberal Democrats uh, and Selby and Ainsty to the Labour Party. Uh, they held on to Boris Johnson's old seat of uh, Uxbridge and South Ryslip, where they now hold an enormous, humongous majority of 495. That decisively shows Rishi Sunak's policy of uh, being a bit of an arsehole has cut through. <laughs> I mean, look, I I don't think it's as good for Labour as they might like to claim that it is. And I agree with you that Uxbridge, they won on the ULES uh, messaging, right? So apparently there's loads of people in Uxbridge that love cars and love having bad lungs. And that's fine. That is their decision. Yeah, we should just contextualise that briefly that the ULES policy um, is specifically something that Sadiq Khan, the Mayor of London, uh, has brought in um, that means if your vehicle doesn't meet the uh, ultra-low emission zone standards uh, within London, that you need to pay a daily £12.50 charge. Um, and it applies to cars, motorcycles, vans and specialist vehicles and also minibuses. And apparently uh, the, and the Tory party push in Uxbridge uh, was uh, essentially supposed to be on a referendum on the recent extension of the ultra-low emission zone. Um, and actually, towards the end, the uh, ULES campaigner, is, that's what he actually called himself. He didn't call himself the Conservative Party candidate. Towards the end of the campaign, he was literally <laughs> going by anti-ULES campaigner, which really shows you what they were doing. Uh, <laughs> I know it's not a resounding victory for the Tories, but they did still hold on to it. And I think there's two things to think about with Uxbridge. One... Uxbridge is really ethnically diverse. And so I yeah. think that's telling us Labour is losing its POC vote. So I think that should be a concern for them. Um, and also, you know, in this, the conversations we've been having over the past few weeks about whether Labour are giving up on their green policies, I am a bit nervous that they've, they've yeah. you know, they've, the Tories have held on to it by an anti-green agenda, you could say, with this ULES policy. Um, and I wonder if it will kickstart Keir into, you know, rolling back even further on his green commitments. Yeah, that is a concern. And I also think that there's a concern in overreacting to something where the margin is now 495. You know, I think that reading anything decisive from that and Labour taking that as an indication to make further concessions on environmental policies would be very 
very unwise. You know, it's a it's a razor thin margin. That's Starmer. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, he, he's the sort of guy to do that, though, isn't it? He's quite sort of, I would say, thin skinned. Perhaps I'm wrong. Perhaps I'm, um, you know, too critical. But I feel I, I wouldn't put it past him to take this as a sign of something. I just think that the you know the Green Party candidate got uh, eight hundred and ninety three votes, and so I mean you can also spin this as a sense of like, well, if Labour had maybe been a bit less equivocal about their green policies, they could have won five, the 500 or so of those votes that it would have needed to win a majority. So, I mean, I, I think that when the margins are that thin, it is also dangerous to read too much into it. Mm. Um, and I think it would potentially be a mistake to, to take this as an indication that, you know, the Labour Party should now be campaigning for, you know, mandatory diesel vehicles and, <laughs> you know, like, and, and, and like uh, aligning themselves with a protest group called Just Stop, Just Stop Oil. Like, I think that the, I think that this would be a very dangerous thing. It's also worth mentioning that Brunel University, uh, which is a university in the constituency, was not in term. So the uh, 20,000 odd student body didn't vote in that constituency or certainly a lot of them almost certainly wouldn't have voted in that constituency. So again, there are other factors at play that need to be considered when something is that narrow. The other two seats that they lost must be a source of really, really huge, huge concern um, in CCHQ, in the Conservative Party headquarters. Uh, in Somerton and Froome, the Liberal Democrats overturned a majority of more than 19,000. Um, wow. And it, 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 South West England had been a, a real stronghold for the Liberal Democrats. Like where where Summerton Froome is, that was a real that was Lib Dem country until 2015 and the fallout of uh, Nick Clegg's decision to go into coalition with the Conservative Party in 2010. But the the kind of resurgence of the Lib Dems in areas like that is probably worrying for the Conservative Party, given that the Liberal Democrats are also having surges in previous Conservative strongholds. Um, you know, in places like uh, Cheshire and Amersham, which are previously sort of Conservative strongholds, the Liberal Democrats have done pretty well there. It's probably something that is giving them some disquiet, right? Did you see that? Sorry to bring it down to jokes but did you see the Lib Dem confetti cannon that they released this morning to celebrate them being back in the southwest I'm pretty sure the sign even said Lib Dems back in the southwest <laughs> like the boys are back in town style and they all uh, they lit a confetti cannon and there was a brief moment where you thought it's not going to go off it's the Lib Dems <laughs> you just really felt it it was there the tension was there in the audience but it did go off Nish and I think that is a sign from the universe <laughs> the Liberal Democrats um, will somehow find a way to do something that snatches defeat from the jaws of victory. That even when the, <laughs> even if they win the by-election, the publicity stunt will be something so embarrassing. <laughs> that One thing feels I like say, they though, lost. And I, and I, let's definitely talk about the the other two seats, but the last thing I want to mention on Uxbridge is that you know, I'm always really interested in the idea of like who's in power and the kick against power and that relationship and how powerful that can be or not so powerful and you know, even though, yes, we have a Conservative government, we have a Labour mayor 
Uxbridge, yeah. I, you could argue, was Labour in that respect. And yeah. so that for them was the rebellion vote, you could argue. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means for Sadiq Khan. I don't know what that means for anything else. But I'm, I'm sort of telling myself, therefore, that Uxbridge at a general election in the same spirit might kick back another way. I don't know. But also we should talk about probably the sort of standout result of the three, I guess, yeah. uh, the Selby and Ainsty, um Labour Party victory, which is the biggest majority Labour has ever overturned in a by-election. It was a Tory majority of 20,137 that has now been overturned. Um, and, you know, there were there were more than 4,000 votes in it. It's a 23.7... It's a 23.7 swing to Labour. And if scaled up nationally, it would... It, Labour, the Labour Party would be in government with a colossal majority. I think that um, it's... Uh, you know, it, it, it's. I guess this will be the one that really spooks the Conservative Party. You know, it, their one win, it, they lost in a constituency that they had recently claimed from the Liberal Democrats. They then won on kind of a single issue by a very, very narrow margin. And then they've lost what was considered to be a safe Conservative seat and had been held by the party since its creation in 2010. Um Mm. And it's been won by Junior Keir. The guy's name is Keir. Keir Mather. Baby Keir. He's, he's 25 years old. He, he's, he's like a West member... Streeting's protégé, apparently, I'm told. So don't let the baby face fool you. <laughs> there's, there's, there's some, there's some po political nouse there, I think. Um, but he, he looked you... very surprised, I thought, in the, uh, in the footage. Yeah, I mean, do you have anything to say other than we're obviously both disgusted that a member of parliament was born in 1998, and we we probably shouldn't really do, probably shouldn't really dwell on that for too long. Um, well, I mean, you know, he's young, but he has been in the political system for a really long time, which is weird. Like, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that in general. I think children should be free to play and not, not be watching <laughs> Question Time, but I'm sure that was his choice. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that it's kind of amazing that we have young people in, in Parliament to represent those um, issues that so regularly aren't heard, as, you know, we had Mary Black on last week. Yeah. I also am just delighted for this Selby result. Like, I don't... I don't know. Would you count Selby as rural or semi-rural? It's a place that yeah, Labour traditionally wouldn't win, right? And so this yeah. is great. This is incredible. I know that the guy before, Nigel Adams, and I think this is fine to say, was a bit of a dick. And like yeah. <laughs> when he left, he was acting like a bit of a dick. So, I, you know, it's so hard to tell with these things. Like, does it mean that Labour can succeed in these places? Or again, is it that Nigel Adams was such a dick? And look at Keir's little lovely face. You know, is it as simple as that? You know, a fresh start, fresh young blood. But, you know, very smart. Clearly uh, been doing it for a while. Like I say, he's the protege of, of West Streeting. It's definitely something that Keir the Elder will be celebrating in terms of Keir the... Younger? Is that what we're going with? Yeah, Keir the Younger is nice. I like Keir the Younger. Uh, Keir, Keir Junior feels patronising. Keir Junior does feel patronising. So let's do Keir the Elder, Keir the Younger. You're right. We should. The only the note of caution we should sound for the Labour Party is that basically it it certainly externally we can't we can't possibly know someone's motivation, but it certainly externally looks like Nigel Adams thought he was going to be on Boris Johnson's peerages list. He didn't make the list, and so he quit in a hissy fit. And so he, yeah. 
it, this obviously, if you extrapolate this out, this suggests a massive win for the Labour Party on a general election. But we should also be clear that I imagine a lot of his constituents thought, you know what, you can go fuck yourself. You're such and- a dick, Nigel. <laughs> You're <laughs> such a dick. But, but on the bright side, right, if people vote Labour because their Tory MP is a dick, oh, it's sewn up. Like, oh, they're all I mean, such massive dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, maybe this is uh, maybe this is good news for the Labour Party after all. But I mean, listen, it's a it's definitely it's a historic win. It's a massive majority overturned. And the one thing we can be absolutely and completely certain of is uh, people fucking hate the Conservative Party. (laughs) And people in Britain are are reaching the absolute end of their tether um, with this iteration of the Conservative Party. And I'm not sure that holding on to a seat by 495 votes when your candidate was trying to avoid using the words I am a member of the Conservative Party can be considered a resounding victory for the current at time of recording Prime Minister. And literally, as we're recording this, um, I've just read that Keir Starmer has... uh, called on Sadiq Khan to reflect on the implementation of the ULES extension. Um, he said, we didn't uh, take it. That's referring to we didn't win the seat in 1997 when we had a landslide Labour victory. And ULES was the reason we didn't win there yesterday. We know that. We heard that on the doors. And we've all got to reflect on that, including the mayor. Um, and when asked what reflect meant, he said, we've got to look at the result. The mayor needs to reflect. And it's too early to say what should happen next. So that is very much Keir Starmer getting in early by going, well, this is someone else's fault. And I refuse to consider whether that might be mine. So, but fuck I mean, you, again, like that, that was, this is, it's playing out. It's actually happening. What does yeah. this mean for Labour's green policies? You know, if it is just yeah. about getting into power, will this shape how much they prioritise green in their manifesto and also how much they implement it? It's, it's quite nerve wracking to think that maybe just 500 votes could change the national agenda of an issue that is so, yeah, so, right. so urgent. Yeah. It's kind of terrifying. I'm a bit like shooketh yeah. about it, as the kids say. Well, I think we've got plenty to, to think about, but unless anything earth chattering happens between now uh, and next week, we will be back as usual on Thursday. Um, we hope you have a lovely weekend and you keep your lungs clean because God knows these politicians aren't going to do it for you. Um, take care, everyone. And thanks for listening. Pod Save the UK listeners. We're back next week.